This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Carm Capriato here, and join me each and every week for insights from my guest host and an industry first, a live virtual job tour, a Take the Automotive Trivia Challenge, Unwrap Your Fortune of the Week, and a whole lot more. The video version of this show is on aftermarketweekly.com. It's episode 26. Guess who's in the house with me today? Uh, gentlemen, I think many of you know Dave Hobbs. He's with me. He is my guest host for the afternoon. And uh, Dave, so, so glad to have you here. Let's bring on Mr. Dave Hobbs, a uh, senior field trainer and curriculum developer, Delphi Technologies, ASE Master Tech, L1 and L3 specialist, right? Yes, exactly. The L3 is very important. We're going to talk about the hybrid EV world. Dave's a big get. I mean, I have to tell you, I mean, if there's anybody bigger and better in the trading world, it's Mr. Hobbs. And I am so, so glad I got you here. Hey, our, our agenda for today is we're going to do some hybrid stuff, a hybrid EV stuff with Dave. We're going to talk about technician training, like you need to be reminded of the value and the importance of it. We're going to discover what our fortune is of the day. We're going to do a shop tour and I have some trivia for you. Where are we going on a shop tour? Well, we're going to Gordy's garage with joe hansen from roseville michigan don't forget all the episodes are archived on the web at aftermarketweekly.com and at remarkableresults.biz let's do our trivia tease for you all what company opened up the first drive-in gas station interesting let me give you a clue it's a very old company we were out with joe register uh last friday on advanced driver assistance systems and tech advances joe's just so well connected with iso and sae and it was just a great up so much to learn from that and yesterday chuck seals from uh, ami the new president of ami came in and talked about all the great accreditation things going on with with ami well now it's time to turn our attention over to dave and uh, i know he brought a great slide with us and he's here to talk about hybrid ev technology david take it away yeah, it's very fitting, Carm, that we're doing this on election day because, you know, the politics of, uh, of America affect the automotive industry. But I can tell you, whoever you vote for, it's not really going to change the direction we're going. The curve might steepen a little bit with one candidate over another, but electrification is here to stay. And it's just going to get more and more and more. Car companies are absolutely committed. Uh, of course, Uncle Sam will push them a little faster. Uh, you know, depends on how Washington and how your state looks, you know, at the end of the evening. Or who knows if it'll be decided tonight. But, you know, sometime it's going to get decided just because we're Americans. And we're going to have a, you know, a solvent government that's going to be of the people. And that's going to mean we're going to be seeing either a steep increase or a fairly decent increase in electrification. So I want to talk a little bit about you and your training situation. I know there's been hybrids out and we've had training. Uh, my first, uh, I got a little prop here to hold up here. This is my little bag from Craig Van Battenberg, up your voltage number one. I think it was like, I don't know, 2006 or something, all right? What's that been, 14 years? But that's my high-voltage gloves. I've got like five other sets now. But whether you took a class like from Craig or one of the other notable trainers around the country way back, you know, 15 years ago, or you're taking your first one, the first thing you learn is safety, you know, and that anything above 50 volts 
according to OSHA, can potentially be injurious or even lethal if you get a hold of the wrong connection. So that's why the wires are orange. I got a little service disconnect right here in my hand. So this is out of a like a Toyota. And this is the plug with the, your glove, safety gloves on that you unlatch like that. And we'll talk about the significance of this action right here. And then you do this to remove the big fuse. And now the battery pack is cut in half. But more importantly, the high voltage term, uh, connections are not going to be connected electrically. You're not going to have those relays, service uh, service main relays turn on. And that's one of the first things they teach you, you know, put the gloves on, disconnect the high voltage battery. That's something we teach first responders even when they attend an accident scene, they want to get the car safe before they remove the people. But beyond that, it gets very complicated and there's different levels of hybrid training. And I want to encourage you to not shy away from it, but to continue on and do what a lot of other repair shops have done and take advantage of the new technology and brag about it. When you get your, you know, your L3 certification for hybrid advanced specialist, uh, or when you just start working on the car, you, you get the gloves, you get maybe a high voltage meter, maybe a mega ohm meter, you know, like the Fluke 1587. That's the one I use. But there are other good ones on the market that allow you to test the high voltage cables for leakage. When you start getting a little bit of tools, a little bit of training, make sure your customers know that you know hybrids and that you know plug-in hybrids, PHEVs and EVs. So essentially they all work as you see this little composite vehicle, if you will, the same as we go clockwise, lower left-hand corner. They all have a high voltage battery pack, but you can see there's different voltages. Uh, GM had a 42 at one time, and now they've got 130. A few older cars you may run into. The car I have in my driveway, my personal car, is a hybrid Malibu. It doesn't say the word hybrid anywhere on the fender of the trunk. You raise the hood, and you've got orange cables and a big three-phase motor generator. So it's a 130-volt e-assist, but there are higher voltages out there. And the thing we're going to see with EVs, uh, Delphi is really big into and that's why Borg Warner picked us up because they have the transmissions and turbochargers that can be spun and integrated with high voltage motors. We are the power electronics leader out there. So we're making inverters and converters. That's those parts there in the middle you see. Um, so all hybrids have a high voltage battery pack, but over in the lower right-hand corner, you see a traditional location for a 12-volt battery. All hybrids, EVs, plug-in hybrids, they all have a 12-volt battery because 90% of the vehicle is still 12 volts. Blower motors, power seats, power windows, that kind of stuff. So everything you know as electronics tech working on vehicles today still applies. Now we'll add the high voltage. Now, the high voltage is either AC or DC. The battery pack, of course, is DC, but you get into AC thanks to the inverter, one of the two of the major power electronics components on any hybrid or any EV electric vehicle, like a Bolt or a Tesla, whatever you're working on. So inverters do the job of those two little pictures at the very top, right in the middle. Looks like one of those jobs you plug in your cigarette lighter, you can power your laptop up on vacation, right, Carm? You do that. You ever work on vacation, let your wife drive, and you type away on your laptop? God, no. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm guilty of it. My wife's in the next room, and she'll tell you, he's always working, and I drive. she loves to drive, and I love to work scan cars typically when I'm riding in them and maybe write PowerPoints for presentations. So Dude, I've heard you tell those stories. Yes. The inverter, the inverter changes a DC from cigarette lighter to AC. Well, that's what an inverter does a bigger version on a car, but more importantly, 
on the right of that inverter, you plug in the cigarette lighter. Okay, so it kind of tells you what the big inverter does in the car. It does like the diode rectifier bridge. So I don't know if anybody's ever seen inside an alternator these days, because that's a lost art. I think my dad was maybe the last of the auto electric guys. But that's a diode bridge that changes the AC in an alternator to DC. And the very bottom picture, the converter, is the equivalent of the alternator. That's why you see that picture. It looks like an alternator. The DC to DC converter is a solid-state version of an alternator. It makes the 14 volts that 95% of electrical system relies on. So that's a crash course, plus the motor generators, uh, one or two or three or whatever, that run on three-phase AC. So I want to encourage technicians to learn not only hybrids, but alternating current, you know, even dive into what we called in school, uh, Eli, the Iceman. It's a limerick of ELI and ICE has to do with inductive reactants and capacitive reactants. No, you're not probably going to be doing any circuit designs, but you're going to be circuit analysis analysis quite a lot as we go forward into these cars getting more and more miles on them, Carm, and we got to understand them like the back of our hands, like we do gas engines now. Amazing. I was so impressed with this quick overview, Dave. Thank you for it. Boy, you talk about a fast-paced trip through an EV and a PHEV. Don't touch the orange cables. Bingo. And, and thanks for bringing up that thing from Craig uh, and, and that bag from one of your... Did you go to that at one of his original classes? I went to number one and probably number 20. I don't know. He's up to 100 or 60 or something now. The guy is a, a hybrid machine. That's what he does. He loves it. Thank you for that, David. Now we're going to jump out. Here's our fortune cookie of the day and my lunch, by the way. There is something seeing and there is something being seen. Mm, That's pretty heavy. There is something seeing and there is something being seen. Let's go out to see Joe. Joe, thank you so much for being here from Gordy's Garage, Roseville, Michigan. Take it away, my friend. I'm going to flip the camera around here and uh, do my best to give you a, a good tour of the shop. Gordy's Garage right there. My dad founded this in 1980. Kind of off the beaten trap path there. There's McDonald's across the street. That's a good draw. Yeah, it's a good draw. We do get customers from there. They read our sign and we try to put funny stuff up there. So it's not cool like AJ's sign, but one day maybe I'll, I'll get a sign like AJ. I'll tell you, he got me fired up about that, but... But so, uh, so yeah, here's our shop. We got our uh, parts entrance. We don't like parts coming in the, into the office. We got our uh, key drop box here. And I tell you, that's been a, a heck of a game changer, especially with COVID and that we had it before that. And we obviously used it before that, but that, that has really helped us out quite a bit. Um, and as you can see, we're, uh, we're proud to be a Napa Auto Care Center. They do a lot more than just parts for us. They help the industry and, and lead us. We got our drop box here. So um, so we'll go ahead and go inside the shop here, see who's here. That's Keith and Nate. Say hi. So this here is our front office. This is where all the sales happen. We got our coffee maker and our, our TVs, of course. Joe, many customers hanging out? Not too many. Uh, they do hang out, though. I mean, we get rushes of them. It goes in spurts. So as you can see here, we got the front right up counter and uh, each advisor has a has a space there. And then this is where we do all our estimates back here. I see there's no plexiglass between the advisor and the customer. You've chose not to do that. Yeah, I didn't really think about it to me. I mean, we see it out there, but none of our customers really made a deal of it. So we 
you know, we have masks going on and stuff like that, but we don't, uh, we, yeah, we're good. Back here, we got our uh, appointment board and our shop flow board. We're digital with that and our keyboard and our technician. Technicians have uh, each have their own rack there. We try to stay very, very organized. Culture's number one, and then our processes are number two around here. And you can see Keith, we're in the process of switching over to from Mitchell to Tech Metrics. He's feverishly learning the system. We're pretty excited about that. That's going to happen next week. So yeah, this is our sales office. Uh, we we, uh, we we try to stay real organized up here, and, and we have a uh, nice nice flow. Jay here, he works right here. He's at lunch right now. So here out in the shop, we got uh, about twelve spots to fix cars here. Um, twelve to fifteen, actually, depending on what's here. It looks like a very deep building. Yeah, I'm gonna take you back there in a second. It's it's very big. I'll tell you the story on that in a sec. We got some fire extinguishers there. We had a thermal event Friday. Thank God we had those charged. Make sure you got your uh, fire extinguishers charged up. Well, that's a that's a great warning. I don't want to go into the detail, but thank you for showing that. Now, are those parts bins? Yeah, so these are parts bins. So here's just one of our systems. When uh, part suppliers will come in through that door there, they'll walk up here. And as you can see, each each bin has a technician initial on it. So when we order our parts, we put the RO number and then the initials at the end. And we trained our suppliers. So when they walk in, they simply look at the end of the uh, repair order number and they see the initials. They place the new parts in this in this top box here and then take the invoice into the service advisors and they'll just sign off or put it right in the parts in bin. So there's not a need for them to be talking because there's nothing more annoying than having someone stand next to you while you're trying to sell a job and they're waiting for a signature. That's just silliness. So we have it down so they don't have to talk to us if they don't need to. And then the bottom rack you see there, that's all the parts that went on the vehicle, the old parts. So when a customer comes to pick their vehicle up up front, the advisor can simply walk out here, show them the old parts or take them in there or even bring the customer out here and show them to them. So it works really nice. If a technician is working way in the back, how do they know that their parts are there? Uh, we either use WhatsApp, send them a text or, or they can walk back there and tell them or text them. And then this here is all our returns. So as you can see here, all of the parts have return labels on them, whether they're a core, new, or defect. Those are removable stickers. So they can put that on and then they go in the proper bin. So there's never a mistake on where the parts are or what process they are in the return. And uh, we don't lose anything. So we get our money, especially with cores. That's important. That's very smart to be able to label the product so that the proper credit gets applied. Yeah, for sure. And that was one of our reasons to move into uh, tech metric uh, the cloud-based system is we can we can monitor that much better so up here we got nathan he's our napa tech apprentice down there eating some lunch this is our lunch room we got a little no jerry springer today we got the court cases going on so <laughs> back here is our parts room and uh, i tell you this has changed quite a bit over the years because we don't have hardly any parts anymore we just keep some batteries some fluids uh you know we try to keep it nice and organized and neat your BG shops. We got lots of BG products. And I see a lot of chemicals, Joe. But do you, do you stock filters? Yeah, I'll show you those. Those are coming up. That's all our cleaning supplies. You never have too many spare monitors or computers. So that's that. And then coming down here, this is where I work out of. This is in here. That's my office. I try to work out of here. Got my monitors, of course. That's the second monitor, or just. I don't have a window. So. By the way, Joe, show us that big, wide, what is that, 32-incher? You're the second person that I've seen that, and uh, a shop owner locally here in Buffalo had one of those, and he said it was one of the greatest in investments he made. 
It is. I hardly use that up there as a second monitor anymore. And then I got my big mic for when I try to play Carm. So that's pretty fun. So walking down here, you'll see, you asked about filters. We do stock fast moving numbers only for parts, which are mainly filters, right? I so see. Ah, okay. All the Napa gold filters are the only filters we use for synthetic oil. That's the way we do it now. So that, we stock some tires. We got our parts, our uh, tire machine. We do a fair amount of tires here. And this is our quick lube bay. This is this is the one we use just to do the quick services, the waiters, and uh, get them in and out. Everything's accessible right here. That's why the filters are there as well. Does the oil change waiter get a digital vehicle inspection? Oh, yeah, for sure. Every one of them. We do a digital inspection, and we text it to them and print it if they want. You'll see here, too, one of the things we did, which might be, seem simple, but to add in the, the uh, time clock that's on the Wi-Fi, and that syncs up with our uh, QuickBooks and that, so all the time's right in there. They just wipe their badge on it. It syncs into QuickBooks, but does it sync into an HR service? We use QuickBooks Payroll. So, and then our uh, there's a report there each morning. The technicians update their their uh, billable hours, and that we track that. Uh, it's important. I feel that, that you know, even though we have reporting and automation and all that to measure the billable hours and whatnot, it's still important for the techs to to because our techs aren't 100% flat rate. So it's important for them to be aware and punch those numbers in. And I'll show you that in a minute. So this is Nate's little station here. This is where he does all the, the, the general maintenance stuff. And he's our he, he's a good boy. He got his name on the wall. Like I said, our tech apprentice through the Napa program. That's going real well. So happy to hear that, man. I, I how, how far in is Nate into the program? A year. A year? Great, great. Had a little delay there for a little bit, obviously, but, but he's back at it now. So this is Don's station here. So he's got a couple boys. He's got all our BG machines. This is the infamous Gordy's toolbox, one of them. Uh, hey, Joe, where are the vehicles coming in from? The front or the, the the back, the side? They come in the front door there. They come in the side door here. Or they can come in, I'll show you in a minute, the back door there. Hey, Carm, I saw a hybrid on the rack. Yeah. And you guys must have just kept adding to the building. So what happened is this. So my dad started to see this room here. Yeah. This was his first office here. This is now our computer. This is our diagnostic room. So we keep all our diagnostic tools here. So we have the Ford, GM, and Chrysler factory tools because 87% of our cars are those. And then we have for all the, the rest of them, uh, the, the Autel and our AC machines and that. But this was his office right here. This is where he started. And then so this was his shop in 1980. So it was this right here. And then what happened is he decided what well, we need to grow. So he went to the front of the building. There was a wall here. This was not a hole. And neither was that. So he worked at the front, then he punched a punched hole in the front here, or in the middle here, for the quick lube lane. And then, not too long after, probably five, six years later, he poked a hole here. And so now we have this, too. Uh, how many vehicles are in that back one? About five? There's four. That's his, my dad's truck. And then there's one, two, three. Uh, there's just three cars, but we can do five back here. And, and obviously our alignment, which... The alignment machine is pretty sweet because we plug that into a battery backup, all the power, and it's Bluetooth. So we can take that, move it over here, and do big trucks. So if they don't fit on the rack, we can simply just do them right there. And we get a lot of lot of work out of that, actually. Um, so this back room, we've had, I don't know, probably 15 years, and it, it's really paid off. I thought he was crazy for doing it, but good thing he had the vision to push through. Um, there, you see there, there's our oil burners. The shot with those, and he's got a whole system set up. 
for that. That's just amazing what he's done. You've got a lot of tanks. Uh, a lot. Of, are you? Are, is it oil? Is it waste? Is it washer solvent? What do you? What do you got in there? That's waste oil there. That's what we beat the burners. That's antifreeze. That there is washer solvent. Then trans fluids. It's all bulk, and these are all bulk oils. Well, for sure, you've got the uh, uh, the, the size of building to be able to house all those uh, those tanks. We do have a lot of room here. We're very fortunate for that. Where are you getting most of your new business, Joe? It's word of mouth. It's pretty equal. I mean, between uh, drive-by from our fancy sign and our... Uh, we do get a lot from that sign. It's just amazing. It's archaic, but it works. Uh, people like humor. So they read it and they come in. It's, it's great. We get a lot from Google as well. Our reviews, people come in and say, I read your reviews. And now so they read the reviews and then they come on in. So... This works out mostly word of mouth, though. And this is the, the what I said. The technicians track their time. They punch their numbers in. And all the technicians have a tablet, as you can see there. All the technicians have a computer on their desk so that they can get information, obviously, for fixing cars, but also monitor the stats in the shop. We try to involve them in all the numbers. Some have an opinion, maybe not to do that, but I just think, hey, let's let's we're all in this for as a team. Let's share the numbers so we all know where we're at. We can all hold each other accountable. Uh, you know, work as a team to get the, the cars done and serve the customers. What a hell of a tour. Great business, big facility. Now, what is that a, it's another office there? No, that's the, re, this is the succession plan. He wanted this. This is what he wanted. So he's in there on his Facebook, probably. Learning this. Yeah, he might be watching us. I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> could be. There's his other box. Yeah. Hi, Gordy. Say hi, Dad. There's a hundred million people watching you right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Finally, we got a chance to see Gordy. Yeah, it's cool. What, what a great legacy business, Joe. And and you've been involved in the business for how many years? Probably 25 years. And then about three years ago, almost four now, we, we, we completed the succession plan. So happy for you. It's, it's always great to see a succession plan happen. Joe Hansen, Gordy's Garage, Roseville, Michigan. Thanks. Hang out with us here. I do want to say that next week we are going to go to... University Place in Washington. <laughs> Thank you, Rick, for showing that picture. Uh, McCabe's Automotive Specialist, Ashley McCabe, is going to show us her uh, family business. And also, Jamie Carlson from Irvine's Auto Repair in Grand Rapids, Michigan, is going to be my guest host. Hey, let's hammer that trivia question, everyone. Let's see if everyone can uh, remember what that is. Uh, what company first opened up a uh, drive-in service station, drive-in gas station? Well, the answer is... Golf. Imagine that. Uh, golf opened up the first station in Pittsburgh, PA in 1913. Oh, my. Oh. Now, now that's an old, old company, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hey, thank you so much for being here. If you want to have your own shop tour and provide us uh, a shop tour, love to have you. Carm at RemarkableResults.biz or Carm at AftermarketWeekly.com. Watch all the archived episodes. Joe Hansen, Dave Hobbs, you're coming back, Dave. We got we got to do that second piece. Thank you all so much. And Joe, will you come on and, ho and guest host with me someday? Heck yeah. Invite me. I'd love to. Heck yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you. You got that beautiful microphone. That'll work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, cool. Love it. All right, everybody. Thanks. Have, thanks, a, have a great week. Thank you.